This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Right up on Free FM, RFM, and MP. Uh, as always, I'm Grady, and live on Skype, we got Josh. Hey! Uh, the wrestling world has been a buzz lately. Uh, we're not going to spend a huge amount of time on it because we only got a little bit of facts and a whole lot of rumor. Uh, but I guess the fact of the matter is with the WWE, uh, Vince McMahon has reappointed himself uh, into the board of directors, brought along a couple of people to go with him. Stephanie McMahon stepped down. Uh, as CEO, leaving Nick Khan as the sole person in that spot, and uh, a few reassurances that Triple H will remain on in his role uh, as head of creative and doing what he's doing. Uh, everything else around that's kind of just rumors at the point whether you know WWE is going to be sold, who it's going to be sold to, and various other things. Uh, but for now, that's where we are, and as of the moment, it has not affected the. Uh, week-to-week television programming, and so, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about uh, for the main part. And uh, we'll start off with NXT New Year's Evil. Now, we talked about it a little bit last week. Uh, It has come and it has gone, so we got ourselves some results, Uh, and I guess quite a few big things happening, but uh, I'll focus on our NXT Championship match to, to start us off, Bron Breaker, Grayson Waller. Uh, we got ourselves a little fudgy finish. Yeah, it was a little bit, but still, it was a good match, I think, between them. And it sets up further um, storylines for these two to go at it again. It is weird they broke the ring ropes twice during the match. <laughs> um, but yeah. it it definitely was a situation where it definitely looked like Waller was definitely possibly on the verge of maybe breaking Bond Breaker when the bro- ro- rope quite literally broke <laughs> on him. A lot of breaking in that match, for sure. Um, but yeah, it was a relatively short match um, at the point where Grayson Waller was, was counted out. It was just over 12 and a half, or just under 12 and a half minutes. Um, as you say, we are going to get a rematch. Grayson Waller, Bron Breaker going at it again, this time in a steel cage match. Uh, so this was just sort of a building block, um, which kind of feels a little, I don't know, not cheaty, but it makes NXT New Year's Evil as a whole feel like it was just a building block, right? We had number one contendership matches for all the other titles, and then this was our one title match. And it ended in a, a count-out victory and a rematch being booked for later. Um, so although a lot of a lot of stuff happened uh, on New Year's Evil, it wasn't uh, a big title-heavy show. It was more showing us the path that we're going to be walking down for the next few months. Uh, I'm fine with that because it was just a special. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it was a takeover. If it had been a takeover type event, 
then yeah, I'd be all all complaining about one title match ending in a title in a basically a no contest. Mm-hmm. Technically, Braun Breaker wins, but basically no no winner, and and the other matches are just to set up future matches. Yeah. Um, and one of those matches, uh, it was a singles match. Uh, the Creed brothers were finally meant to get their match. It was finally meant to be the, the tag team match that we'd all anticipated. And Vare has gone off injured. And instead we ended up getting Jinder Mahal versus Julius Creed, which I don't think was on anybody's bingo card. Nope. Um... I will say this: I, I'm fine with gender being on the on down in NXT for right now. Cause it does help him. It'll help him stand out a little more, and he can also elevate some other people. Being a former WWE champion and all, you know, I love to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say um, right, like if he's he's got nothing really going for him on the main roster he didn't have any sort of big storyline and we've always been pretty big proponents of bringing people down to nxt from the main roster you know your Dolph Ziggler's and the like to to build the talent to showcase and to provide that little bit of crossover and you know julius creed as you say uh although he may have lost the match he lost to a former world champ so it does make sense to some degree um and this is a little stable that can work for a little while, while he's in NXT, and it will further elevate uh, Senga and Veer when he's healthy by working with Mahal. A lot better than at least Shanky was. Yeah, a little disappointing uh, that injury robbed us of this tag team match that we'd building for for so long, like uh, the Creed brothers and and. Uh, this team were so intertwined for months uh, leading up here. And unfortunately we don't get the big match, but yeah, interested to see what Jinder Mahal does uh, down on NXT, how long his stint is and what he's going to end up doing. Um, What else do we have here? We got a bunch of number one contendership matches. Which title do you want to talk about first? Uh, I guess we'll go with the, um, the women first, because I think we want to spend more time on our boy. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, there was a 20-woman battle royal for the number one contendership to the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, the competitors, including Ivy Nile, Tatum Paxley, Alba Fire, Danny Palmer, Valentina Faroz, Cora Jade, Zoe Stark, Keanu James, Electra Lopez, Lash Legend, Amari Miller, Sol Ruka, Wendy Chu, Indy Hartwell, Fallon Henley, Nikita Lyons, Lyra Valkyria, Theo Hale, and our two joint winners, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. Yeah, um, it definitely makes sense from the standpoint of having them both in the match against Perez, stacking the odds against Perez. <laughs> the way they went about it, though, did not make sense. <laughs> um, honestly, if you wanted to give them the Sibutage win, the easiest way for them is to both of them just step over the rope and drop at the same time. That ensures they both win. And it makes sense with their characters. But for them to fight each other? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Especially yeah. when they're supposed to be a unit together. It is a little bit weird. Um, as you say, you know, you could just uh, gentleman's agreement. Uh, but 
I guess maybe they didn't know what was going to happen. If it was a tie, they both wanted that opportunity. Maybe they didn't think about the the tie being an option for a triple threat. I don't know. I'm trying to give them a little bit of an out here, a little bit of reasoning. <laughs> but yeah, as you say, the match is going to be uh, Roxanne Perez defending against both Gigi Dolan and JC Jane in a triple threat. Odds stacked against her. Uh, hell of a title defense for uh, Perez. It will be one heck of a, a title defense and one way it's that she can start her own path as NXT Women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, it kind of touches on the Mandy Rose storyline that she was having before this uh, still a little bit, and it does answer at least the short-term question of what's going to happen to Toxic Attraction in her absence. Uh, so, yeah, interested to see what's happening in that women's division, but, you know, the the 20-woman I named, it was a pretty stacked battle royal, so uh, I don't have any uh, doubts or reservations about that NXT women's division. Uh, North American or tag team next? Which one you got? Uh, let's go tag team. There was a tag team gauntlet match for the number one contendership's to the New Day's Championship. Uh, odds on favorite, Pretty Deadly, did pretty well. They took out uh, Idris Anoffe and Malik Blake, as well as the Rockers. Uh, were meant to be going up against Briggs and Jensen as their final opponent to the gauntlet. And instead got completely waylaid and destroyed by a returning Gallus. <laughs> well, that's a name we haven't thought of in in months since the uh, pub fight. Yeah. Um, I will say this. I think this will be one of the best matches that the New Day have in NXT. Because Co- uh, Mark Coffey and Wolfgang are phenomenal talents. And I think they will bring out the best in Kofi and Xavier. And likewise, I think Kofi and Xavier will bring out the best in them. Yeah, I think it'll be a good little match. You know, we the big payoff at the end of this is still pretty deadly versus the New Day. Um, I, this is just another uh, step in the road, which means that the New Day are probably going to be down here for a little bit longer. Um, you know, we already had Briggs and Jensen taking a shot at it. Now we're going to have Gallus taking a shot at it. Would I be surprised if Gallus won? I don't think I would be shocked. Um, but I, I don't think that's the end of the story. I, it's still pretty deadly. They're the guys that are going to do it. Yeah. The, the biggest question mark though is Xavier Woods. That is the biggest question mark right now. Mm. Because, um, he has been injured since like the 27th. Um, but I do think along the same lines, I don't see Gallus winning this match, but I think they'll be elevated just by working with the New Day. And I agree. I think WrestleMania weekend, <laughs> I think that's when Pretty Deadly finally gets their shot and they'll take back the titles and be much bigger stars because of it. Yeah. Obviously, we've got NXT Vengeance Day on February 4th. That's their, uh, I believe, next takeover um, coming up where all of these title matches are happening. But NXT Stand and Deliver on April 1st, that's the big one. That's NXT's version of WrestleMania, so that's the hype one. So maybe we see Gallus taking a shot at Vengeance Day and then Pretty Deadly getting their shot at Stand and Deliver. Yeah, yeah, finally earning the title shot. And then our final number one contendership match on NXT New Year's Evil. It was the North American Championship 
uh, contendership on the line. We thought it might be a triple threat match for the title, but instead number one contendership, Dijak taking out Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, this was a, this was a really good match and ultimately it set up, uh, I think set up Dijak for, um, for showing what we missed in the two years he was behind that bloody mask. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this guy is a pretty good, pretty special talent. And I think, I think the match that Wesley and him are going to have, regardless of it's at, uh, they, uh, the next month's event, or if they have like a second match at Stand and Deliver or something. I think these will be some of the best matches of the year. That that's how much I I admire both guys' talents. Yeah, I was always a big uh, a big Dijak guy. Struggled to pronounce his name multiple times on the show, um, but I was I was always behind him. I, I liked his presentation. I liked what he could do in the ring. As you say, very disappointing main roster run. Uh, T-Bar was not it. Retribution as a whole was not it. Um, and yeah, it's good to see him back on NXT and flying, uh, spreading his wings and, and showing what he can do. Also, let's, let's point, uh, let's bring something back to Tony. The previous, the title match he had with Wesley, the, it seemed like he was too focused on trying to hurt Wesley than actually taking the title. In this match, he was too focused on trying to protect his lackey didn't actually win the time. Yeah, Tony's getting a lot of a lot of character work um, in in the way that he's been storytelling his matches, and I think, as you say, that's a thing that not necessarily people are noticing. Um, but yeah, Tony D'Angelo has been an absolute staple since the NXT 2.0 launch, um, and moving forward, he obviously hasn't. Uh, picked up that big win yet but he's a he's a solid talent and if you throw him in for an nxt championship match nobody's going to be mad uh nobody's going to think he's out of place uh for me d'angelo really has you know proved himself in this little uh box of nxt and i always enjoy what he puts on Alrighty, well it is roughly well, it's over halfway through the show we talked a lot about nxt uh, it is time to go into our entrance theme when we get back Raw and SmackDown. There's been quite a lot of stuff that we got to get through on there. Uh, but for now, it is going to be our entrance theme of the week. And I'm not even going to tell you who it is. You're going to know exactly who it is when that glass shatters.
and you're back at Wrestling Roundup on FreeFM, RFM, and MP. Uh, I'm Grady, he's Josh. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to go through, but let's focus on these main roster tag team titles, because that's quite a bit across Raw and SmackDown. Uh, McIntyre and Sheamus couldn't do it. They didn't get it. No, 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 they didn't, but ultimately, it's just furthering the storyline. Um, the, I mean, these, these, this was a phenomenal tag, uh, tag match. These four guys can go any time of the week, so it doesn't matter. Um, ultimately, um, ultimately it just wasn't quite there or something, um, due to Solo, but you can tell the end game is near for these tag titles. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who takes the titles off of them, but somebody in the next two to three, between now and WrestleMania, beats the Usos. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, uh, let's at least talk about, I guess, stuff on Raw. Uh, it was a gauntlet match for the tag team championship number one contendership. They, they saw what NXT was doing and said, we'd like a little bit of that, please. Um, Difference being, they had the Judgment Day run the entire gauntlet. They took out the OC, they took out Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, they took out the Alpha Academy, and then they ended up taking out the Street Profits in the final. <coughs> yeah. Um, there was a little bit of a player switch in the last match, but still. Yeah. But uh, that's kind of what makes the Judgment Day work, though, is because it's, again, a Freebird situation. Three mm. guys that could be interchangeable. Um, I, I like the idea that they're going somewhere with Judgment Day here. And it feeds further into the Dominic storyline. Um, I'm not sure Judgment Day is the team that takes them down, but it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't confirmed this, but from, uh, from Brando's wording in the group chat, was the Judgment Day only winning a contendership shot for half of the Undisputed title here? It, the, results that i'm looking at doesn't say anything about it being for a, a for a single okay. title honestly if that's how the usos end up losing i could see that um i don't know maybe it's because i'm such a judgment day fan um but i don't know the judgment day i want the titles on them but storyline wise are they the people to win the titles probably not and i think that's the problem here right because whether you want to uh, head down the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn path, whether you want to take other things like that, that seems to be where the storyline is hidden. The Judgment Day haven't interacted a whole lot with the Usos. Uh, they're both heel teams, um, and they both have factions behind them. You know, if Solo Sokoa tried to interfere himself in the match, one of the guys who's not in the match can jump in. Um, but I just don't know. I want the titles on the Judgment Day. I just don't. I don't see uh, them beating the Usos and breaking that long reign. Maybe they're up next after whoever does it, or if you're splitting the titles, who knows? Maybe, um, maybe if they do, we do find out that it is definite for the tie for just the Raw Tag titles then yeah, I could definitely see something going awry and them winning the Raw titles because that wouldn't break their 
their record title reign because they would mm. still hold on to that's the SmackDown. The SmackDown. Um, I just I don't know. I I feel like I feel like everything is set up for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, the being the guys that does it. Yeah. I've confirmed here, it, 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 the problem is that it could just be a bit of a, a mistake from Adam Pearce, but he did say the winner of the tag team turmoil match would get a shot at the Raw Tag Team Championship. Um, you know, did he just uh, slip of the tongue, or was that actually the intention? We don't quite know. We'll have to see next week, because I don't see anything on WWE.com about it. Uh, being that way either, so we will wait and see. Talking in the tag team division, one of those tag teams that the Judgment Day were able to beat, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. They were teaming together for the first time since February of last year because it's all coming back and business is about to boom. Definitely, they are definitely starting to really hint at the Hurt Business reforming. They, uh, because you had Sheldon Benjamin and uh, Cedric Alexander in the tag team tournament, which obviously they just needed them for there to be bodies for the storyline. And then after like a segment that involved um, Bobby Lashley, my MVP tried to smooth things over with him. So we may be close to the Hurt Business returning. If we do get the Hurt Business returning, I kind of want to see them go against the Budline. But the problem with that is is that the Hurt Business works as a heel team. Mm. And the Bloodline is the ultimate heels. So I don't know if... I don't think that would work that well. But I would still like to see, see it. Yeah. Still be fun to see. Um, and then if we're, we're looking at checking out time, Bray Wyatt, his, uh, or should I say Uncle Howdy's, uh, grip on the WWE spreading across to Raw. We'd already seen the hints from Alexa Bliss. Now, uh, she's being directly confronted with those ghosts of her past. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's, I, uh, again... I was never a fan of the Alexa Bliss Bray Wyatt Union. Just didn't seem to click with me, and I'm not excited for this if they do decide to go that route. Personally, I want to see them break, somehow break the grip, and have Alexa return to her goddess gimmick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't quite know what we're going to end up doing going forward. And that's the, the confusing part, I guess. Um, it's cause if Alexa bliss is just going back under the control again, and that's pretty, uh, boring. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do here, but uncle howdy is, is knocking on her door for sure. Um, and we'll have to wait and see how this all ends up rolling across Raw, SmackDown, Bray, Howdy, Bo Dallas, Alexa Bliss, the other Funhouse characters. I don't know. You know, the last we saw all of Bray Wyatt's cool spooky powers, they were in Alexa Bliss. So maybe she's holding the powers and Howdy wants them back or something. 
I don't know where the storyline's heading. And uh, let's give you a little bit of time. Uh, Bloodline, opening segment of SmackDown. We're pretty mad at Sami Zayn. Is it time? Is the trigger being pulled? Or are we waiting until the rumble when it's Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns? I think the... um, I don't think the trigger was pulled. But I think the uh, gunpowder was definitely laid out. Um, <laughs> and trailing to the dynamite that's that's going to set off. I think this was the the moment that, that people could see Zane is starting to grain on them. Mm-hmm. And I think, I do think things do come to a head at at the Rumble. I think Zane's will almost accidentally cost Reigns the title. Something will happen where Zane is trying to help Reigns and accidentally nearly knock Reigns out. Mm-hmm. And Owens will get a two count on it. Um, and then Reigns will eventually win the match. And then either on the Raw after or SmackDown, that's when he gets thrown out of the group. And yeah, the- his, his days are definitely numbered for sure. Yeah. But I do think it's definitely the Rumble is definitely the powder keg. Mm-hmm. Because at the moment, it is all speed ahead to Kevin Owens going against the Bloodline. Uh, that's his, his number one thing, right? Uh, or the, the Bloodline's number one enemy at the moment. You know, you got a little bit of Drew McIntyre and a little bit of Sheamus uh, sitting there as options. But Kevin Owens is where all the money is on. He's the one who's got the match at the Rumble. He's the one with the best friend who's in the group. Uh, we just don't know... Uh, Exactly, whether it is a Raw or whether it's a SmackDown where Sami Zayn's getting the pulp beat out of him. Alright, we've got very little left in the show. Is there anything that I missed that you wanted to hit? Furious skimming through results intensifies. Well, we had a Raw Rumble qualified match. Let's talk about that. Those things do exist and Ricochet got himself a spot. Um, it was a fine match. Um... For the most part, I mean, it continues like Ricochet's like rising through the ranks, um, and, and it's just the fact that it was a qualifying match, something we don't see anymore. <laughs> That's true. Well, we get to see it a little bit. I think we're going to get a few more of them as our next two weeks roll on. We don't have a lot of announced competitors just yet, but uh, we'll have to wait and see who ends up going into that Royal Rumble match. And how Ricochet and Braun Strowman's friendship moves forward as well, with Braun saving him from a beatdown. You're getting closer and closer to that fully formed tag team. Maybe we'll see them and their friendship appear in the Rumble match itself. But we have run out of time, unfortunately. Uh, it's been great talking to you. Bye, B. You can visit our Facebook page, Facebook.com forward slash wrestling R&D Upper, our Twitter page, Twitter.com forward slash wrestling R&D Upper, our YouTube page, YouTube.com forward slash wrestling R&D Up, and we will catch you next week. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.